0: convincing, convincing fashion. How did this win become so incredibly one-sided? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mass. I'm Luke uh-huh. and this is Lockdown Mavericks Bucs. The he Mavericks NBA
1: champions. He is- Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks
0: have won the game! Thank you, Max. fans!
1: don't no, believe, you should shouldn't be here. Be here.
0: Uh, uh, let it ride, let it ride. Oh, and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help the show is let the intro ride and comment below. Mmm. Mmm. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Shady Rays Righteous. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
3: Well, I want to say thank you, first and foremost, to Nick for finally <laughs> getting me my Shady Rays. Oh,
0: let's go. Deliver. Sunglasses.
3: Um, because and the, scarf the future, too. and the scarf and cups. <laughs> Uh, Because the future is so bright for the Dallas Mavericks. Too bright. We need sunglasses. Incredible. Um, What an atmosphere tonight in Dallas, in the American Airlines Center. Shout out to the crowd. Shout out for being there, I guess, on time. But you were there when it counted. I just, Luka Doncic, the whole everything, the whole package tonight. Big time win, up 3-2. Let's do this. Let's close this thing out in Utah, the bad city.
0: Up 3-2 and not just another like squeak it out win. Mavs win 102-77 to and honestly, it didn't even feel that close.
3: No. I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't want to say it wasn't a fun game. It wasn't like a great game. Because it was such a blowout for sure. I gotta do
0: that at the start of the
3: pod. What a great! I'm just saying, like basketball wise, for for a fan, let's do this. Like, you didn't have your anxiety wasn't up. Like, you had awesome (laughs) Luka moments. As far as like tense basketball moments, you had like, you know, a quarter and a half because Utah just folded.
0: Incredible. And they did. So, on today's show, how did it become such a one sided win for the Mavs? What does it tell us about the rest of the series? Donovan Mitchell potentially injured. There's so many things, but for now, be great vibes. now great vibes. Like great vibes. Great vibes. Yeah, great vibes. No sensational vibes. And, like the vibes are immaculate. Drop will always be longer than I expect <laughs> every single time. Incredible win. The Mavs get the win, and we got to start with their defense because this mm-hmm. Mavericks defense has done something and done things that we just did not expect them to do at all. At the beginning of the season, let's, let's do it one more time. We'll take you back to media day when we asked every single player, basically, on the Mavs roster. We sat across them at media day, and we said, what's a goal for you guys this season? Is it just getting past the first round? Is it, you know, NBA title, championship? Like, Luca was, like, a championship championship. That's his goal every year, right? We asked Reggie Bullock, what's your goal for this team? And he looked at us, and he said, I think he said, like, you know, win a first-round series. And then he said, top ten defense. Top 10 defense for this team. And he left the room, and I kind of remember looking at you going, you know, that's a that's a really good goal. I like that answer yeah. as, as a goal for a team. I don't know if they can get there. And dang it, did they get there, <laughs> and more so. They're a top five defense at certain points in the season. Ended up at least a top 10 defense. And now doing this, doing this right now, to the best offense in the NBA, the Jazz in the regular season were scoring 114 points per game. They had an offensive rating of 117.6 points per possession. Remember that offense that the Mavericks had a couple years ago that was the best offense in NBA history? That was 116 points per 100 possessions. This this Jazz team on offense during the regular season was like a point and a half better than them. Incredible, and this is what the Mavs have held to the Jazz the last these you know these five games offensive rating wise 110. 119, 125 lost that game. 112. And tonight, 82.6. This Mavs team is absolutely stifling on defense. And it's 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 a credit to the coaching staff, to Sean Sweeney. It's a credit to Jason Kidd it's a credit to Dorian and Reggie, all the players. It's been and it's been incredible to watch
3: this defense. Seventy seven total points for Utah tonight. They Don't I was trying. <laughs> they um you know, they, they didn't cross the 50 point mark until late almost at the end of the third quarter, which is just absolutely insane. And you know, you, you just go across the board in this, you know, 29 of 77 from the field is 37% from the field, three of thirty from the three-point line. Um math here, that's 10%. Hold on. They uh, scored
0: they scored 77 points on 77 shots. Dodge saucy. <laughs>
3: um points in the paint Dallas won that tonight 46 44
0: this game was so one-sided the maps were winning things like that that they I don't know, normally that, win. Yeah. points in the it's, paint rebounds like so many things
3: it's wild that it's wild that Dallas lost the bench scoring <laughs> Utah, Utah had 40 points off the bench Dallas had 15 um but no just across the board now obviously Utah missed a ton of shots and it's the whole thing of like, Oh, who do you, you know, is it because Utah missed or is it because Dallas played good defense? I think you can say both. I think there were a lot of moments tonight that, especially Boyan, I mean, what did Boyan even hit one? He had, he missed all five of his, um, Mitchell missed all seven of his, but there were times that they got open threes and they just missed them. Like they, they just flat out missed them. But there was also a lot of threes. They took that Dallas was in their face too. And I just like Dallas came out tonight, like a team that needed to win game five. Like they, like they stepped up to the plate. They had, we talked, I mean, I, I think I was more in this camp than you of the, of they had all the pressure tonight. Like Dallas had the pressure of like, you had to win game five at home because you can't go back to Utah down three, two. And you know, all the, everything with Utah and man, they came out and they were just on it. And you know, Shooting wise, it wasn't the best shooting wise for Dallas, twenty eight percent from three. But their defense made this game the way it, it the way it was. And those guys, I mean, what Dor- what Dorian Finney Smith is doing on Donovan Mitchell you don't you don't see very many stars. And Donovan Mitchell's a star in the league. I wouldn't say superstar, but you He's don't see star. many. Yep. He scored fifty win,
0: points in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, you you don't see many stars after a playoff game give credit to an opposing defender by name. Yeah, by name. And he was asked about you know his struggles tonight, and he gave credit to Dorian Finney-Smith. And, I mean, you just look at Donovan Mitchell's stat line tonight. 4-15 from the field, 0 of 7 from three, a minus 38. <laughs> he had nine, the wine, minus thirty the wine, the wine. He had nine points in 31 minutes. He obviously got hurt at the end. We'll talk a little bit about that. But Dorian Finney-Smith, is doing an incredible job on him. David Locke was on this podcast giving numbers about how, you know, Donovan you know, struggles against Dorian. You just can't praise, you know, Dorian Dodo enough right now, especially for the minutes he's playing too. Like it's dumb. He shouldn't have played as many minutes as he did tonight, but the <laughs> <laughs> shout out to him though. I mean the whole team defensively, just if they still handed out the defensive belt, they just needed to, I don't know. Extend it and just give it I to. I was the gonna say,
0: team. take take a rope and wrap it around the entire team, probably, <laughs> top to bottom. This this well, defense, well,
3: well, <laughs> except for Luca, but
0: but <laughs> well, it's they attacked Luca a lot.
3: Oh yes, oh yeah, I know. And in some of those open threes, we're in the press box, you know, watch, some of these open threes that Utah missed. You know, Luca just wasn't even going out on it it's like, yeah. all, right, all right, you got it. You could take the three, Royce, Royce O'Neal or Boyan, like some of those open <laughs> threes, and they just missed them. Or else we, we might be talking. They would, they still wouldn't have won if they hit a few of these threes. But we might be talking a little bit different about their defense, especially Luca's defense, if they hit a lot of these open threes they got.
0: And you just saw the Jazz deflate, right? Which is kind of why I thought there was more pressure on the Mavs. Like, yes, you definitely the Mavs definitely are more pressure on the Jazz. You definitely want. To not go down, you know, three, two and go back to Utah and and possibly get eliminated in Utah. But this Jazz team, they needed to get out to a really good start in this game. And as soon as they didn't, you could just see them deflate. This jazz team just deflates. They do. It's it's been their thing all season. And it come to moments of, all right, it's put up or shut up time. It's time for us to go on a run. It's time for us to get a big basket. It's time for us to, you know, to uh, to run our offense, to play defense, and and get a stop, right? It just doesn't seem like they get them in some of these big moments at times, unless they're already coasting, right? Unless they're already having great success, and you know Mitchell is is going, and Rudy Gobert is holding down the paint, like unless those things are really working for them in games, it just doesn't seem like they can they can pull anything out of their butt, right? Like yeah. it all has to be outside of butt. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Jazz, right? It's getting
3: weird now. <laughs> <It> always, <laughs> really weird.
0: It all has to be above board for the, for the Jazz. But uh, the Mavericks offense, I thought, looked more fluid, looked better than it did in Game 4. Now with the second game back from Luka. Luka also had an incredible game. We'll talk about that, Ooh. explain why the offense looks so much better and more. But before we do that, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the award-winning app that is daily fantasy made easy. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, even throughout the playoffs, looking for something, put some money down on, looking for something to uh, make these games maybe a little bit more interesting. You're like, I don't know if I want to watch Hawks Heat again. Well, just put some, put some Prize Picks on it. You pick two to five players and an over/under of their projections. You can win up to ten times on any entry. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is also safe. Offers fast withdrawal and all that. Go check it out, Prize Picks. They offer any prop that you can think of from points, rebounds, even steals. And it doesn't just offer NBA, they have all kinds of uh, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive offer for our listeners. You get $50 free if a player in your Prize Picks entry scores a single point. Use the promo code NBA. Again, that's Prize Picks, promo code NBA.
3: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen. For your next listen, you may
3: want to check out the Locked On Jazz podcast. Today. Yeah, go to go to Locked On Jazz. Leave a comment that says "Go Maps."
0: Just go Maps.
3: Just go Maps. No, nothing else. Just say "Go Maps."
0: Don't be mean. No snark. Just go Maps. That'll that'll be our snark. Is that there'll be a million Go Maps comments.
3: Although I do want to go back and comment to all the Utah Jazz fans that've been in our YouTube. <laughs> You hack Rudy Gobert and, and complain about fouls. <laughs> All
0: right. The Mavericks offense, I thought, in this game looked better. The Mavs only got to 100, 102 points, but I thought their offense looked more fluid. It looked like from the jump, it looked like they knew what they were what they were doing, what they were uh, trying to get accomplished. Luka and Jalen Brunson, I thought, were sharing the rock, were sharing possessions, were sharing things, even mid-possession sharing the ball, a lot better than they did in game four.
3: I can't figure out Luka. Luka like to begin the to to begin the game, like right at the beginning, I'm like, oh he, he feels like a little bit you know a little springier tonight, you know, it's the second game back from it.
0: well, he thought but so then, too when he tried to throw down on Whiteside white side later in the uh, game, yeah, yes,
3: <laughs> but then, like the first quarter and like the game gets going, and I'm like, dang man, he's really feeling it like he and felt like he was slower, and I'm like, man I, is he is he really like kind of laboring it? is he just fighting through it? And then the freaking third quarter happens and it's like Luka magic on full display. And it was so cool to see that it kind of did remind me of that game three last year that obviously didn't go the way we wanted, but you know, we remember the, the buzzer beating shot that we see in all the highlights that was in the bubble, right? It wasn't at home. It wasn't in front of a, a crowd and all of that. And to see this at home, this is his first home playoff game this season you know, this year because he missed the first two, but him at home hitting these big time shots, these big moments in front of Patrick Mahomes in front of Kyler Murray and <laughs> yeah. all the stars there. Troy he hit, he's hitting the shots. Kevin he's O'Connor. Sh- <laughs> He's doing he's shimming, he's just standing there, the crowd's going nuts.
0: He's hitting a shot on Rudy Gobert turning to the jazz bench and saying he can't guard me. He can't guard me about a three time defensive player of the year.
3: This, I mean, this is it's the definition of Maximus from Gladiator of <laughs> Are You Not Entertained? Like this is he is an entertainer. And that's what I love when athletes cross over that threshold of I'm good at my game. I'm good at my craft but you can be good at your craft and not really be an entertainer. And he is both. He is amazing at his craft, but man, he is so entertaining of a basketball player that you're like, I want to pay money to go see this guy play basketball. Cause if you're in the building tonight, watching that Luca explosion, then you didn't care about anything else in the world. You're just loving life.
0: Before the game, I was just sitting, minding my own business in my section. And all of a sudden there's a hand on my shoulder. And I was like, who is this? Thought it was maybe Kevin Gray for a split second. As soon as I felt the hand on my shoulder, I was like, oh, maybe Kevin, because I usually sit next to him. And I turn around.
3: And, and it's, it's Ro- Mav's man.
0: <laughs> and then my, ice <laughs> turned, uh, my, my blood turned to ice, and I just fainted. No. Rolando Blackman was standing behind me with his hand on my shoulder, and I didn't know why. And he starts talking about... Playing in playoff games. And this is a guy that's played 69 playoff games in his career. His jersey is nice. retired. It's in the rafters. And he starts talking about these about playoff games and how there's you can't just say, I'm gonna go out there and play some effort. He's like, you can't be a guy that just go out goes out there and doesn't have skill. Everybody's putting out effort in the playoffs. Everybody's out there trying. Everybody's out there trying to do their best. You gotta have skill and you gotta be on the next, next level because this is the best of the best that there is out there. The NBA playoffs bring out the best in the best players. And Ronald Blackman said, you got to go into these games and you got to pick up what you have and bring it to the court and say, this is me. This is what I got. He's like holding it and like holding his hands together, cupped in front of me. He's like, this is what you have. This You're is like, what you, you bring to something? the game. And I promise you, he preached for five minutes and he left. And I was screaming confidence, baby, confidence.
3: Did you say amen? Like, did you play the I guitar? Almost,
0: amen. Yes. Like, let's go. I'll, I'll lead the altar call for you, Rolando Blackman. I went to the church of Orlando Blackman before the game. And it's true. And Luca is one of those players that brings it. He's like, "This is what I got." Now, he doesn't cup his hands. He like holds his hands out like Atlas, like holding the earth, right? Like he's like, "This is what I got." He is incredible. The way that he just controls the crowd, controls teams in the way that he plays offense, right? Like he's like, "Okay, you're going to come the at me." Crowd. You're going to your come freedom. at me with this. I'm going to counter with this. You're going to come at me in this way. You're going to send, send Boyan at me. Guess what? I'm going to get by you. I'm also going to be bigger than you and push through you. You're going to switch Gobert onto me. Okay, I can get by you, and I can hit my step back over you. He's got so many options that just makes him a player that can take his game to the next level because there's so many other things. It's not just, all right, one trick pony, and that's all I got, right? It's yeah. He's got so many different ways to go. He scored 19 points in the third quarter. The Jazz scored 19 points in the third quarter.
3: <laughs> um, he was six of nine from the field in the, in the third quarter. Nice. Three of five from three. Just that stretch. It, I mean, it, it was very like pickup ball esque in the sense of, oh, this guy's hot. Just clear it out, give him the ball. And you just, I can't, you can't really explain it enough that that's just not normal. <laughs> like it's not normal for a, an NBA playoff game for all the other guys on the floor to know where the ball's going. And then for the other teammates to be like, Oh, right, clear up. We're okay with this because he's literally one of the best players in the world. And he's still not even hundred percent healthy, but he hits those big shots. He doesn't know the heat check misses it, but it was, that was what, you know, it, it took that lead. They, you know, they started taking that lead there towards the end of the first half, but then they just extended at that point in the third and, you're like, hey, this is this is a wrap. Let's do this,
0: Luca. Mentioned after the game in game one, he's, he used this word. I felt kind of janky in game one. He said he felt hundred percent better. He said he felt a lot better in game two, but you can tell he's still a little bit slow. He's still coming back, and obviously, yeah. you know, it's not an injury that you just return from and bounce back. And you're like, oh well, I taped up my bones and I'm all good. You know, I'm all good and ready to go.
3: I will but- say I started losing some weeks off my life whenever he was still in the game. And
0: every minute in the fourth quarter that he played, I was just waiting, yes, and waiting and waiting. I was like, "Are we gonna do a game? Are they gonna do a game eighty-two again? Right where he's out there, doesn't need to be, and is you know gets hurt on some dumb play where like I don't know, Jared Butler just like runs <laughs> runs into him to try to yeah. get an extra rebound, and then steps on his ankle or something.
3: He's Didn- in the game. Didn't
0: happen. Everything's fine. He's good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's in the game when he tries to do the. The dunk. I don't know what he was trying to go for. I'm like, Luca, just don't jump. Like, just. But he goes up for it with Whiteside. Whiteside, honestly, don't think it was that bad of a play from Whiteside. And then on the the follow through down to the ground, he did kind of, you know, it felt like there's a little bit more to that. And then he stood over him and looked at him, and you know, another angle. Whiteside's arms are like pointing down. Luca's like, are you trying to help him up? Type of thing. And, man, what a cool moment. Like, this is the stuff that you love to see. And, and honestly, we praised the heck out of Christoph Sporzingas when he did this in the bubble, Mm -hmm. coming to, you know, Lucas A, who's the first person over there. He got a tech and everything for it. And to see Dorian over there pushing, to see Reggie Bullock come over, push, which ended up being Reggie's second. that you felt that
0: he should have played
3: more. Uh, Which ended up being Reggie's second, you know, technical. To see Sean Sweeney with the box out. In the scrum there, that was just like Jason Kidd was in it, but the whole team came over to Luca's defense. And they both they, you know, they talked about it post game. I think Reggie talked about on the Eagle on the radio post game. Dorian Reggie talked said, about.
0: Reg, Reggie was asked, What are you doing? What were you doing on that play with, with Whiteside? Standing up for my teammate. That's what I do.
3: Hmm. Freaking love that guy. Doran Finney Smith. I mean, he said something similar uh, to us media after the game too. It's just that was a moment man like that that was a okay like this team's got Lucas back.
0: And I agree with you. After watching it a couple times over and over, I don't think Whiteside did anything ridiculous, but to stand over he somebody He should have been thrown out. No, I didn't I didn't think so either. To stand over somebody and talk at them is disrespectful. It depends on what he said as far as should he have gotten a technical at all, but he was standing over Luca, he was looking down at him, he was talking at him. Luca was jarring back at him like they were going back and forth. After the game, Luca said that's just playoff basketball. That's just guys going at each other. There's nothing really that Luca saw that was like egregious, where he was like, Oh, I don't want to talk about that guy, or I hate, you know, I hate that guy. He was kind of smiling about it. And then to have Reggie and Dorian come over and just like get right in his face, to be right there, and the whole rest of the team basically to follow the entire bench, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, the rest of the team that was on the court to come over and help. Sean Sweeney to box out the way that he didn't fly over there. Uh, Luca was like, We didn't even notice him because he's so, Sean Sweeney is so small that, that he was just, all of a sudden, he was just there. It was an incredible team moment. And that's when a team comes together and when a team shows that, hey, we're together. And is it dumb? Is it some somewhat contrived? Maybe, but I think it matters. I think yeah, it
3: matters. No, this team is so connected right now. Like, even but during now. Is after it dumb
0: them. that, like, everybody runs to his defense and is, like, stands in between? No. Like, they're not going to fight, right? Like, they're not going to fight, but. They're going to fight, but. I think those yeah. moments do matter.
3: They do matter. And I feel like you do see some, you know, scrums or scuffles to where the team is kind of like, oh, what's what's going on over there? Like they might walk over or something. Like these guys came sprinting over, like, yeah. no, you know, and Whiteside deserved a tech because he he pushed Dorian and pushed, you know, pushed Reggie. I just don't think he should have been thrown out for it. Yeah, give him double techs, all that, but that it's that it's that stuff. It's the Dorian Post game talking about the bench. He's like, man, I don't think Theo and Tim sat down the entire game. <laughs> it's this team is so connected and they have such a like their team chemistry is just off the charts.
0: I'm telling you, the worst seats in the AAC are right next to the Mavs bench around where Cuban sits. The worst seats. You can't <laughs> see anything. <laughs> There's no way you got the whole team standing in front of you the whole time. Coming up. Luca Gobert. Back and forth, the crowd.
3: Rudy sucks. Rudy coming at sucks. coming
0: at Rudy Gobert, and uh, and more. We'll talk about all that and th- what else got this win on today's lockdown. As but before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online, number one source for all your betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball, and everything. Check it out at Bet Online. Let's go ahead and see what the series odds are for this. Mm. Ooh, they took down Mavs they took down Mavs Jazz they just took it down smart Bulls Bucks hold on hold on the Bucks are a minus 20,000 point favorite you would well, have to put down 20,000 dollars to win 100 if the Bucks for the Bucks to win that series
3: if you're that desperate for 100 dollars, then I don't know try something else
0: The Grizzlies, a minus 275 favorite against the Timberwolves. That one's interesting. And here's mine that I was fascinated by today when I saw. The Suns, only minus 3,000 against the Pelicans now that they're tied up. At the beginning, before the series started, it was minus 4,000 for the Suns. It was the biggest difference in any series. Nuts. Nuts. Go check out that and more on Bet Online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: All right, Isaac Harris. Rudy Gobert. The, almost the Jazz leading scorer. He was for a little while until Clarkson hit a couple extra buckets. He had 11 rebounds. He had five fouls. He didn't think that he caught. He didn't think that he uh, did any of them. Of course. There were several, several Rudy sucks. Rudy sucks. Chants during the game. David, Locke, strong, text, strong David Locke texted me during the game and said, "This is a this is a bad bid if you guys want Rudy Gobert to join your team next year." From from Mavs fans,
3: I don't think uh, I don't think all the Mavs fans want Rudy. <laughs> can,
0: possibly not, but uh, he. There was a moment also where they're chanting Rudy sucks, and he just like goads the crowd yeah. on. He's like, come on, bring it on. Let's go. He talked about after game four, we love shutting the crowd up. We love shutting, you know, shutting the crowd up on the road. Mm. And uh, he did not do that in, in this game at all.
3: What his comments after game four, that's this type of stuff that make people dislike him when it comes across that McMahon quote, you know, that he, he tweeted out. And it was this, it's him complaining. It's him complaining about how Dallas has been physical with him and, you know, trying to keep him off the offensive boards, and they're elbowing, they're pushing him. I'm like, bro, you're the tallest, biggest dude on the floor because Boban's not playing. And it's like he, he did, did tonight, but <laughs> it's like, why, why are you complaining to the media about how you get hacked or how you get pushed? And It's like that's the stuff that you know can drive people nuts. But yeah, I mean, that play tonight when you know Luca. Once again, we said this in the early in the regular season. Say it again. Luca does not care about Rudy Gobert guarding him. Okay, no. Nope. I, I remember that in the regular season. You know, some people are like, "Oh, that's not a mismatch." You know, that's people. You know, Luca might think it is, or Mass fans might think it is, but it's not. He does not care. I'm perfectly fine with that, even with a gimpy leg, and that that play under the basket where he's pump faking everything and you know gets the foul, Rudy, and throws it up and and one and. It's just Draymond Green's tweets, you know, during the game about Rudy was this you know hilarious. Um, they
0: said that the Mavs are dominating in the paint in this series. I wonder why that was. That was Draymond Green's tweet, which I don't know who's telling him the Mavs are dominating in the paint because they haven't been.
3: But yeah, <laughs> then he had another one where he's just laughing after you know one of these Rudy moments. But he doesn't suck. Like we're not no, saying he sucks. No. Uh, he he does not suck at all. But they did do a really good job keeping him off the offensive glass tonight. He only yeah. had four offensive rebounds compared to ten last game. That was huge. That's when, you know, they wrapped him up a few times. Um he did hit five of his seven free throws. Free throw battle tonight, if we want to say battle, mm-hmm. uh both teams, sixteen of twenty one from the free throw line. So no big discrepancy that we can all talk about and get fans all riled up about of one and- team had forty and <laughs>
0: And early in the game, the Mavs were doing a little hack of Gobert. They were. Anytime he was around the rim or had the ball, they yeah. threw somebody else on him, and Reggie or somebody wrapped him up. They didn't need to later in the game, so they just kind of stopped doing that. But uh, the rebounds I, was a big thing Luca was talking about afterwards. R- Luca was asked about his rebounds and said that you know he had 13 in this game, and he said, hey, these are Dwight and Maxie's rebounds because those guys are sandwich boxing out Rudy. They have to. Rudy's the biggest guy on the floor if they don't. Send multiple guys at him to, to rebound, then he'll get all the boards. And so they needed to send guys at that. And Luca gave credit to Maxi and Dwight and others for the 13 rebounds that he got because he's just the beneficiary of those guys doing the work.
3: Yeah, it's the Westbrook rebounds. But uh, no, think- just kidding, just kidding, guys. Just kidding. I think he worked um, for them. <laughs> What I did, I just didn't understand at all. Is I'm not saying Eric Pascal is the answer, and that that he would have changed this game drastically. <laughs> I was just dumbfounded that Quinn Snyder just didn't try it earlier. Like, I
0: mean, he was a plus one in his eight minutes, so maybe he was the
3: answer. He played eight minutes. And it's like, how do you? I was texting somebody that was after and that was at the game, and they're like, "This is almost like embarrassing that Utah hasn't even tried it." Like you're down by almost 30 and you yeah. still haven't just thrown it out there. Something that gave you a spark in one of the games before. And it's like, you haven't even tried it. And yet it it was when Whiteside was out there. Why? Shout out to Hassan Whiteside for being a minus 18 in this game off the bench. But it's like, they were just torching him through a stretch. So, I mean, I don't, I don't care because sure. Put Whiteside and them out there. But I was, I was weirded out by that.
0: It's almost as if Quinn Snyder has his system, has his you know guys that he wants to go with, or maybe he's been given instructions from a, from above and it's like I'm sticking with this, like I'm taking this down, right? We're, we're the Titanic, we're gonna drive into the skid, we're gonna we're gonna steer into the skid, steer into the iceberg, and it's like we're just gonna keep doing this and keep running it into the ground. And the only way that they would play that smaller lineup is if you know some one of the bigs got in foul trouble or something. It's just so weird that they found that that success in that. Now I do think they found success in that smaller lineup when Luca was not playing. When Luca mm. plays against a smaller lineup, uh, especially if like Mitchell and Conley are both there, I saw actually I actually saw Haralabob mention this. You can't play two small guards against Luca. You just can't. Like you, they just get pummeled so easily. Like anytime those two guys, there's two options on the floor for you to switch, and all of a sudden Luca is just in the paint and scores above you. Luca hits so many fadeaways turnarounds the the stuff over top of guys and conley and mitchell are just like food to him right he just doesn't yeah. he doesn't need much against those guys so
3: they should they should hunt those guys more though that's what i was, they should too. instead of always hunting the white set go guy why don't you go back to hunting mitchell anyway they we won the games so i don't want them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah mom yeah we want yeah we won the battle yep
3: <laughs> except for jordan clarkson Continues to play, play well in this series.
0: Jordan Clark. No, okay. So this game matched so many of our rules of this series, right? I, I was thinking about them as the Mavs were winning that uh, Jordan Clarkson, he had 20 points in this game. Boyan had two. Two points. That matches one of our rules uh, of Clarkson. If Clarkson scores mo- more than Boyan Bogdanovich, then it's good for the Mavs. Uh, Mitchell was held under 35 points. Mitchell. Nine points in this game. Just an absolute awful game for Mitchell. And yeah. he went out with injury at the end of the game. He was, he was holding his hamstring. He was walking out.
3: That didn't it's, look good.
0: It didn't look good. The cynic NBA fan of me that just watched a whole season of Ben Simmons and Zion Williamson thinks, is this guy just done playing for the Jazz and doesn't want to? And it's like, hey, let me just get out of this last game and not have to play in Utah. And let me just get out of here like unscathed at the end. Um, but... If we take him at his take him at his limp, then you know hope that everything's okay for him. He said he was okay. He said that he was okay and that he shouldn't be affected for Game Six, but we'll see. They're going to get a you know an actual opinion on it on Tuesday.
3: I mean, if he doesn't play, it's a wrap in this series. But um, Boyan, I know you mentioned Boyan, but Boyan didn't have a very good game at all. I mean, he didn't even hit a shot in this Turns game.
0: Turns out, if you try to pick up Luca full court for two games in a row, you don't have much left in the tank <laughs> you know? on the offensive end. Turns out.
3: That, that's very true. And one of the stats you, you didn't mention was they shot 43 threes tonight.
0: They shot threes. And my last one was Luca doing Luca wild Luca things. That was my other one. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, 43s, and the Jazz only took 30. They still – this we still have not seen the Jazz take even their, like, normal –
3: their average was 40
0: average for three. What did they take in game, in game four, 29, 35, 35. They oh. took it in, in game four. Um, that's the most they've taken this series, right? It's either been yeah. between 29 and 35. They keep them right in that number. They don't let them get to their average of 30. And that's one of the reasons why they've just been playing so well defensively is because they're just running them off the three point line and it's been working.
3: Yeah. A lot of the game plans working for Dallas. Now you just got to continue it. They get a couple days here to get to Utah um, you know this is obviously Monday night you're listening to this on a Tuesday and mm. you know there's no practice tomorrow they'll practice on Wednesday game is super late on Thursday night and hopefully that's a close out game right I mean that be I mean we'll have a couple more pods before that game but massive game but don't count your eggs your chickens before they hatch is that right there you go. Uh, don't count them yet because like, I, I'm like I'm excited I'm confident. And all of that, but we were also in the building last year for Game Three and for Game Six when da- when Dallas, you know, could had control of the series and everything. Dorian was even asked about a post game, you know, tonight that hey, you know, this is on their minds that hey, they had a chance to close out that the Clipper series last year and they yes. didn't. So or go up
0: three or go up three zero,
3: yeah, or go up three zero. So I- I'm not getting too excited or anything yet until that final right. buzzer goes off right. and they win their first playoff series since 2011. So. And they got to have that same mindset.
0: If you just listened or just go listen to Jalen Brunson after the game and didn't know what happened in the game, I swear you would not know if the Mavs won or lost. He is just, what's coming up next? Game six, focused on that. Job's not done. Show's not over Mm. yet. He is just focused on the next thing. He is not celebrating wins. Luca is all smiles and all, all happy, blah, blah, blah. But Brunson is the assassin that is stone faced and you can't get anything by him because uh he's just focused on the next game and I and Dorian felt like that kind of too. He's like, hey, we're just we're going to the next game. He's kind of happy about this win, but we're go- moving on to the next win. The Mavs got to get one more and then we'll move on. And that that Suns Pelican series is tied two to two. That one's wild. So that one'll keep going. But there you go. Guys, we will be back tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked on Maps your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NBA or Locked On Jazz. Go and check out that one today. Locked on experts covering your biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs.
1: Peace out. great vibes, now. Just great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes. No sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate.
3: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.